Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the text, the original story of the Pentecost in the New Testament, Acts chapter 2. We continue to celebrate the work of the God's Spirit in our lives and to raise it up, to remember it, and to embrace it again today. So listen for God's word, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, 1 to 13. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound. like the rush of a violent wind and filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every people under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all of these speaking who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning once again. It's so good to be with you all today. And if you look around the sanctuary on a Pentecost, we're here on this Pentecost Sunday, we're here decked out in red. Many of us, it's a symbol, the sign of the Holy Spirit. Some of us are um, not in red because we forgot, but the Spirit will speak to you soon. Um, and we're celebrating today, a day where we have a communion Sunday, and a baptism Sunday, and a confirmation Sunday, and a graduation Sunday. Anybody else need a nap after all of this? Pentecost has been called the birthday of the church, and so it's always appropriate on this day to celebrate all that God has done and all that God is still doing in our lives. I heard a parable recently. It was told at an installation service of a pastor in a church, a Presbyterian church in Atlanta, Georgia. This is, how, this is what it said. Every morning a lion wakes up and has to remember, I need to run very, very fast if I'm going to catch a gazelle to eat for my dinner. And every morning, a gazelle wakes up and has to remember, today I need to run very, very fast to keep from being caught by a lion who wants to make me her dinner. And the point of this parable, as it was told to me, is that we can all face tough times, hard things, difficult circumstances, uh, situations we are facing or dealing with where we don't exactly know what to do. And we all have to get up every day, whether we're a gazelle or a lion, and get moving. We have to remember that each day will bring its struggles and its joys. And on Sunday mornings here in church, as we gather as lions and gazelle lying down together in God's kingdom, we gather in God's name, whether we feel like we're on top of the world, whether we feel like we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. 
When we come seeking God's wisdom, we come to hear God's word to be refreshed and renewed. We want to hear something from God that is different from just what we hear in the culture and the country and the world around us, out there in that dog-eat-dog or lion-eat-gazelle world. We come to hear God's word for our life. Our story today in the Bible is about Pentecost, and Pentecost is also known as the Festival of Weeks or, um, or Shavuot, which is a Jewish festival. And on that day, the disciples of Jesus were there in Jerusalem because they were all Jewish people, right? So they gathered as part of that Jewish festival. And while they were there, all of a sudden, the sound like a rushing wind, that sounded like a motorcycle going by. And, it, and then it started to fill the house, and there was sort of confusion about what was that sound, what was that feeling, and suddenly fire came in, kind of like tongues of fire, flames of fire that sat on each of their heads. You can picture it from art history or from how you would kind of envision that episode. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit, God's own spirit, and started speaking in different languages, different tongues, as the Lord gave them ability, as the spirits um, came to them. So they were speaking these different tongues, these languages, and the people in the festival who were there outside heard, they all started to hear their, the good news about God, the gospel, in their own native language, like their mother tongue. And so in the Bible, they give us this whole list of places that people were from. They were from all over the Greco-Roman world, all corners of the Jewish diaspora, the God's people spread out in all these different places, and each was hearing the good news of what God had done in Christ in their own language in a way they could understand. And the people were perplexed, and they were confused, and they said out loud, what is going on here? What does this mean? And that's what we want to know, too, today. What does this mean? What does this mean for us? What does this mean today? About nine months ago, a group in our church started asking that question, what does it mean? They wanted to know what does it mean to have a relationship with God? What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to be led by the Holy Spirit in their lives? What does it mean to have faith that leads in how we speak and act and what we believe and how we live our lives? And this is the confirmation class of our church that I'm talking about. They were asking these questions together. Yes, you. A group of five young women, four of whom are here, one is in North Carolina. A group that included adult mentors, wise people of our church. It was noted to me, wise, not old. I don't know how you want to make those distinctions, but they were wise. And also Steve Fainer, our youth director, who, who is young. <laughs> not to be confused, not to be confused. The questions they were asking, this set of um, kind of just conversations around, what does it mean for our, for in Bible times? What does it mean in our, in our church community? What does it mean in our families? But what does it mean especially to me? That's a question we all need to answer. One of the points of the Pentecost story is to highlight the reality of God's power. The disciples wondered if they would be left all alone. Remember, Jesus, we know the, the pattern. He lived. He died. He rose again. And then he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. We know the creeds. So if Jesus is in heaven, the disciples wondered, what about us? What comes next? Are we left all alone to face this life full of lions as gazelles? And at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes to equip them, to fill them, to give them new work to do and a community together. The Pentecost event is a, is a manifestation of the Spirit of God. You could say it's an outward sign of an inward reality. 
You know, in our, in our Reformed Presbyterian tradition, this is the language we use from John Calvin who describes the sacraments, baptism and communion, that way as an outward and visible sign. Outward and visible, something you could feel, touch, see, taste, that reflected an inner reality, an inner truth, an inner grace. So at Pentecost, we say God is with us, God is leading us out into an encounter with our world and its peoples. God loves all the nations and peoples, cultures and languages, all kinds of life experiences. God is for us. And so God, the Spirit of God leads the church out to bear witness to this good news. That's what we try to do. And that's very nice, Pastor. Nice little sermon. But what does it mean to me? What does it mean today? How does this look in my life I've been out there like a gazelle all week being chased by the lions, and I need to hear some good news. So here it is. In baptism, we see a visible sign, and today we'll see that in two of our young people who are coming forward, a visible sign of God's grace at work in their life. And you, who were baptized maybe many years ago, you, as you watch a baptism happen today, you can also be encouraged and reminded of this same truth. God's grace is for you. God's spirit is in you. God is with you in your life, too. And then in communion, this table that we gather around week, uh, once, one week every month, very regular, we're welcomed not because we're worthy, but because Jesus is worthy. And he is the one who invites us and calls us by name and says, come to the table of grace. Come and be fed. So God is with us when we receive the sacraments, whether baptism once in our life or communion in an ongoing way. A few years ago, I went on a trip to um, East Africa and the Middle East. And on the Sunday before I left, I was talking to the, the kids on the steps, and we were trying to describe and explain how far this trip would be. And so we took out this really long piece of red yarn, really long, long, a lot longer than this, and we spread it out. And we said, this is how far it would take in miles. Per, it was an inch per mile, some kind of thing. I actually got some college students to calculate it for me. And um, we laid it out and said, this is how far it is to get from here to Mexico, where our high school Mexico mission trip had just gone. And they said, wow, that's long. Then we took out this even longer string and said, this is how far it is to the Middle East or East Africa from here. And after worship, that week, I came back to my office and I found this huge clump of yarn, a whole pile of yarn with a note that said, Pastor Dave, our prayers are with you all the way. I think God is saying the same thing to us on this Pentecost Sunday. God is saying to us, I'm with you always. I'm with you no matter what. I'm with you all the way. So a sign of that, as a sign of that, come and be baptized. As a sign of that, come and take communion. As a sign of that, the Holy Spirit will show up in your life to guide you, to empower you, to help you make good decisions, to lead you in the truth when you make wrong decisions. The Spirit of God is at work in us. That's our spiritual reality. But we always need an external, visible sign of that internal reality. How are we going to live it out? How will it show up? What does it look like? So baptism is that way. Confirmation is that way as these young students have come forward to profess their faith. Communion is that way around the table. And I'll offer you one more today. Have you ever um, 
wanted to remember something at your house and you've written a note to yourself? Dear dummy, remember this. No, dear so-and-so. Maybe it's on your, uh, on your refrigerator. You have a whiteboard or a little notepad or you leave a note to, to remind you, come back and do this. I put notes on top of things. Take this to church. Put this away. Maybe you had that practice of you know, tying one of these little strings around your finger, something like that. I used to write notes on my hand. I think that this Pentecost story we're talking about today, the one from the Bible, is this visible outward reminder that God is with us by the Holy Spirit. And so as we hear it again and as we renew our own commitments to live as God's people, we want to be reminded. We want to make sure we don't forget. We want to make sure we can see it as it, as it happens. So let me ask you this question for reflection. Where do you need, where do you need the Holy Spirit to guide you in your life right now? What's your prayer to God? What's the area of your life where you need God's guidance? What is a place where you need to see God's presence or power for you? What is the commitment that you are trying to make today, you want to make today in faith to be led by the Spirit, to be filled by the Spirit, to be changed by the Spirit? Our life in Christ always is an internal dimension, internal reality that shows up on the outside. So to be reminded of that today, I want to give you a little reminder string. So we took this long cord, this long yarn that was given to me years ago and and where it was said, we're with you, our prayers are with you all the way, and we're being reminded that God says the same thing to us today. In the Spirit, I'm with you always. I'm with you in everything you face. And so we've cut up this big piece of yarn into little pieces, little portable expressions of that, little physical reminders or outworkings of the inward reality. So I want to encourage you today just to, to, as you reflect on this message, the Spirit of God is with you. As you make commitments, as you seek God's guidance and Spirit today, let this piece of yarn, this physical um, uh, external expression, visible sign, be a reminder that God is with you a little piece of string that can go a long way, a manifestation of God's Spirit for you. I think we've just about got the choir. Don't don't let them get cranky. (laughs) They wouldn't. Can I pray with you? Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. We ask that As our hearts are open to you again, as we have heard this message from Scripture and heard this story, that you would continue to do a work in us. Help us to trust you more, to call on your name, to turn over our burdens and griefs to you. Lord, help us if we are making commitments here today to follow you more, to to seek you more, to trust in you more. Lord, that you would help us follow through on those. God, I pray for these little pieces of string that they would be physical reminders that you're with us. Help this baptismal water be a physical reminder of the way that you wash us clean and claim us as your own. Let the cup and bread that we're about to eat be a physical reminder of the way your son Jesus gave his body and his blood for us to save us all. God, we thank you and pray that this worship hour would be a physical reminder of what heaven might be like when we're in your kingdom, when we're home with you. God, we pray that you would give us your spirit to go out into the world to all that we face, gazelles and lions, all of us, Bless us with your spirit, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.